Hello and welcome to Real Talk, a real estate podcast that is focused on the people who work in this industry. My name is Harvey Coker with the Officer Street Partners real estate team at Cascade Hassan Sotheby's International Realty in Vancouver, Washington, and I'm so excited to bring this podcast to you. Each week, I will be speaking with different agents and people in the industry to hear all about them, who they are, their experiences, their stories, why they do what they do, and how they are adapting to an ever-changing landscape. This week, I sit down with Heather DeFord, one of the top producing brokers in Southwest Washington over a more than 20-year career, many with Cascade Hassan Sotheby's International Realty. Heather is a well-known broker in the industry and has invested back into many of Southwest Washington's philanthropic events and endeavors. The DeFord family are heavily involved in the industry, with Heather's husband, Kevin, working in land use and development. They make quite the team. Okay. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on and, and having a little chat. Thanks for inviting me, Harvey. Of course. Appreciate of course. It. Um, how's your year been so far? How have you, how have you felt the market this year? Uh, what, what are you seeing? Uh, because obviously we, we haven't connected that much with, with the merger only being last year. So uh, I'm curious to know, how's things been? Well, I think I mentally set myself up that, you know, Q1 this year might be a little bit slower mm-hmm. and um, just based on interest rates and a lot of media and influences with yep. that to end up being pretty darn impressed with the um, Q1 for me um, this year to have uh, still been really robust and buyers actually coming back out. Yeah, so really happy about it. And Q2 is looking really good so It's far. looking yeah. pretty good so yeah. far. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone's saying the same, I think. I think everyone's feeling the the uh, the interest and everyone's feeling the hype right now. Um, I don't know what the last couple of weeks for myself have been absolutely crazy. Crazy. I don't know if you've yeah. had that last couple of weeks as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got four buyers in recently and three of them were more than 10, 15K above asking price. And, and then one of them was 20K under. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a ridiculous asking price. But that's but, a really fun story to, to be telling our sellers yeah. that are thinking about contemplating on it. Like, hey, mm-hmm. look at the, look at, look at the numbers here. Yeah. yeah. So, cause you're also, you're known as a very notorious listing agent on a lot of great properties. And I imagine you have some great processes that you stick to. What are a couple of things that you're telling sellers in the last six to eight months with, you know, timeline you're saying okay we're a month away from listing or a couple of weeks away from listing what are you telling them right now i really love that it's actually a very healthy market for a seller right now they have very little to no competition in the market Mm -hmm. we are seeing multiple offers again even in luxury brackets which is primarily what i do Um, and we're also looking at uh, a healthy time on market so not necessarily is everything going the first day. So they're getting um, a good amount of market time, two weeks to a month. I think it's actually really good and healthy. You're getting a lot of different people and opportunities to come in through a home. So I can get as many fantastic offers in front of them and just say, just being really positive about it. Yeah. Is that, was that a conversation um, with the market change last year with some of the sellers in terms of time on market? Because I know we've had some who have freaked out at day three in the last six to eight months, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. Has that been a, a theme? You know, last year's conversation is different than what I'm having this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, um, we were just really prepping them for the fact that their home would probably potentially be on the market longer. And it's like, hey, think about it. Once upon a time, 
Your house used to be on the market for 90 days, and that was pretty darn normal. That was okay. Uh, what's going to happen bad if it is? And, uh, you know, right pricing, talking about right pricing. Really, really, this year, I'm more talking about the percentages of list price to sell price. We are seeing a little bit of adjustment, but nothing like what um, some of the hype was about there. I mean, some of them, it's, they're going above. A lot of them are just maybe a 2% rate of change from list price to sold price. And so we're just pre-talk about that so that they're when it comes, they're happy with it. Yeah. Have you had to battle much disinformation with some of these sellers? Because I know some of the conversation I've had with buyers too. Yeah. You know, buyers look at it and think, oh, look at all these homes that are going under asking price right now. And the first thing I say is, well, look at the price for what it is. That doesn't exist anymore. No. That's not the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you had to battle some of that disinformation? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the buyer market part, you know, really talking to them about that when that unicorn property comes up, that one, everyone's waiting for that one to come up. If they want it, they're going to have to listen to me and they're going to have to pay more for it. Yeah. And be ready. Then there's rates, right? Okay, so we've had a little bit of fluctuation, a little bit of scariness with that. But I always just tell any buyer, I have all of these 20 years, if the payment's right for you and you like that house and you can afford it and you can buy it, who cares what the rate is? Just buy the house. Buy the house. For the right opportunity, 100%. Yep. Because we're never going to see those 3%. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And if you can look in history, all through history of real estate, period, Every single 10 years, every house is worth more. No matter, even in the recession, if you can go back to 08, 09, you can, all of that, it still was worth more that, that during that time than it was 10 years prior. Yeah. 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 So. so you were doing this in 2008, 2009. I sure was. How was that? Because I, you know, I sit down and have some of these conversations yeah. and then I sit there and realize, oh, I'm still so new in the game. You know, it's been four and a bit years for me, but I love talking to people who have been doing it for so much longer and have so many different experiences. Um, how was that period? It was tough. <laughs> Not going to lie. At the time um, when all that hit, I actually had a 20 person team, um, which is really a, a big machine running machine that I never felt like I had to feed. Um, that it was always just really robust and going until all of a sudden it wasn't. So I went ahead. Um, I stayed in the game. Failure is on an option. Every day is a day, new opportunity to get up and be nice to somebody. So I just scrambled to get all of my REO certifications, short sale certifications, all of this stuff. I started um, targeting uh, boutique banks that were getting some properties back and um, started negotiating short sales just across the board and it was a lot of work yeah. for less money. <laughs> um, you know, you had to do a lot of those um, to still make, make that income. Uh, but just thrived through the whole thing anyway. And um, made, got, made some great relationships and clients who came back and, uh, you know, rebought back in the market a few years later. Yeah. 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 Um, there's always an opportunity at yeah. any time in the market. There are opportunities there if you're willing to adapt. And yeah. I think that's what I love about the the people who are in our office and the people that we work with a lot of time. Yeah, is that they are definitely willing to adapt to these situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And collaborate. And collaborate. Yeah. That's it's such an interesting one because Matt and I were having this conversation about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I used the example of a, I had some buyers at 2021, towards the end of 2021, mm-hmm. which you know exactly how crazy that was. Wild. Yeah, wild. Um, so they were trust fund kids, so, you know, brother and sister, and they were going to buy a house with the trust fund. The house was listed at 625. And on day one, we went in at 700 mm-hmm. with 30K in appraisal protection. Listing agent called me right away and said, can you up it? We fiddled with the trust. It took about three hours, but we got it and we doubled the 22 AD. And so I, I sent it over to her and I called her. No answer. Text her, said, hey, are we good? Are we ready to go? Because they'd right. missed out on eight homes in three weeks. It was ridiculous. And uh, got no answer. 9 a.m. the next morning, I got an email saying, seller chose a different offer. And the offer actually closed uh, 15K less than the offer that we put on the table. Oh my. And we lost the buyers because the buyers thought it was our fault. That does happen. The property. Yeah. And yes, we're all competing for business, but at the same time, we're not collaborating. What are we doing here? Well, regardless of what company you're with, you do need to collaborate with all the other brokers. Yeah. Because the chance that you could work with them again. It's a small town. It is a small It's town. a pretty small town. Yeah. Uh, so I've only been doing this sort of four years here, yeah. but it's a very small town, very I really, quickly. I really want every broker I ever work with to say they like working with me mm-hmm. and that I make it easy for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so we just talked about adapting. What have you changed business practice-wise in the last year with the shift in the market? Because I hear a lot of people talking about such generic information and um, I know what we love to focus on is specific, tangible stuff that, that people can take forward and say, this mm-hmm. makes a difference in the market. Is there anything you've changed business practice-wise or, or anything at all? I'm always changing. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone, to stay relevant, you have to constantly change. So you reevaluate every year. So for me, that's every fall I reevaluate what I might want to do different, bigger, better, or less mm-hmm. um, uh, for the next year. And mostly what I really started focusing on is busy as everything was during that, you know, 21, 22, right? That the, big, the nonsense. Big woo-hoo yeah. um, was that, okay, that's, I knew in my mind, okay, this, this is just a temporary blip in time. This is going to be great. And I can't be so busy that I'm not loving on my database. Mm-hmm. Your database is your income. Yeah. And um, that's why I always consider it. So I, you know, really said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're doing really good. Everyone's making money during that time, right? So if you're a realtor, you're making some pretty, pretty good bucks. And so I decided I wanted to reinvest that into those people and um, doing client events and, um, you know, even gifts and a lot more phone calls, a lot more personal phone calls, personal letters, personal notes, et cetera. And what's happening is now with inventory being less, that is paid off today to be um, a whole rash of new listings coming out just for this spring. When I started that last spring, last spring, thinking this is going to slow down and it did and thinking, okay, so I still like to pay my bills and eat. Yeah. So <laughs> but now what, well, what am I going to do? So, um, and then, um, you know, some team changes, I think um, with some, some new admin help for me, um, really leveraging the brand even more than I was. And um, has that changed for you, leveraging the brand, the brand since the merger? 
since last summer? Has it changed in any way? It just kind of, um, I've always really leveraged the, the name mm-hmm. um, for Sotheby's. Um, you know, I wanted it here for so long. Uh, finally, finally, Sotheby's came here. And, um, but it just kind of gave new legs that, hey, look at this. Yeah. You know, if I, if Sotheby's wasn't, wasn't here, this is the company I probably would have gone to. And, um, look at all these cool people. And I've loved everybody I've ever worked with that was with Hassan. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, gosh, we're even better, bigger and better and cooler now. So. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, when I first joined Hassan in start of 2019, uh, Lee gave me a short list of names. And he was like, these are the names you've got to watch out for. So your name was on that list as Don't well. Watch out for yeah, me. Watch out in terms of these are the people you, you need to know. Because I came from six months in new construction. Yeah. And I only had my license for two months of that period. And uh, so I, I learned nothing. I, I won't say I learned nothing. I learned nothing about the residential resale market around here. I learned a ton about new construction. Great, which is good. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Didn't, there's a reason I do our blue tape walkthroughs for, yep. for everything. But um, <laughs> I didn't learn much about anything else outside of that. Yeah. Um, so when I came on board with Lee, he said, Here, here's a list of names. These are the people that you'll see these names all the time. Yeah. They're the best around. You need to get to know them a little bit. And uh, then the craziness came. And uh, it was, wasn't loads of time to be getting to know people, no, per se. Um, <laughs> but it, it was all fun. It was all fun and games. It's all fun. Yeah. Um, has any, have you felt anything else in terms of culture change or anything with the merger? Because for us, this has been a huge change coming from the Hassan side. I think more of a change for you guys than, than for me. Um, you know, because I'm not relearning all new systems and, you know, relearning the brand and all of that. I'm still learning systems. It's, it's <laughs> been nearly a year. I'm still learning systems. Well, and mostly it's, um, I'm just learning a lot of new faces. But I like the energy in the office um, is is better. Um, I like, and, and I like that. I like the synergy. You know, when you come in the office, you want, you want to have see hardworking people I yeah. think I like see it's motivating absolutely it makes you want to be here it makes you it want does. to be around them it makes you want to it does um, get if you're into not those... spending any time in the in any of our offices then you need to yeah you absolutely yeah. need to I mean and um, we've all we always had sales meetings you know every week and um, they were great I loved our sales meetings I love me more now I love you know, there's too. so yeah. many more different perspectives and um, kind of enabling that open discussion about yeah. things that are happening. That's one of my favorite times of the week. Yeah. I walk away with meeting. something every time to go use every time. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you're saying that, I mean, for me, it's even better because yeah. you've been doing this so much. You have so much more experience than I do. So, um, no, that's great. But still learning. Still learning. Always learning. Always still learning. Always learning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk to me about your journey into this industry. Why did you start doing it? How did it come about? Talk me through that. Well, uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty cool story actually. I decided to um, get my license by the prompting of my husband, who said I would be so good at this, and uh, I was, I was really easy at meeting people. Um, we really knew a lot of people. I'm from here, etc. And so he really prompted, says you should get your license. You should get your license. You'd be so good at that. So I said okay. Um, I sent them, I sent my my little children away to Walla Walla to be with a family for a couple of weeks. I studied the entire thing in two weeks and went and took my test. <laughs> in two weeks? Yeah. I tried to do that. it when the kids were gone. Oh my goodness. 
And um, anyway, I just I I first went to another company, and um, uh, and I was told here's a desk, and it had a phone and a phone book. <laughs> An old-fashioned phone book. An old-fashioned phone book. On, on the desk. And um, I brought with me um, a, a, a legal pad of yellow paper and a pen. And I started writing down every single solitary person that I knew. Um, next day, I got the list of everybody my husband knew. And I just started calling everybody and telling them what I, you know, what I was doing now and et cetera, et cetera. The third day, I walk into the broker's office and say, um, I have a listing. Can you help me make sure I did the paperwork right? And she goes, what? I said, I have a listing. She goes, how'd you do that? I don't know. I started calling people. <laughs> Is that what I was supposed to do? So at that time, uh, you know, my husband and I, um, young family with one income at that time and didn't have a lot of money. And so I had my first three months in real estate with not even being able to afford business cards. And I was rookie of the year. Wow. That's incredible feat and achievement. I just started calling people. And I literally, when I ran out of calling people, I started calling a phone book. (laughs) (laughs) Calling the phone book. And nobody taught me to do that. Um, It's just like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? How am I Mm going to, get people so there you go how did you find calling the phone book because for some people that's not up their alley for other people it is and like you said you can have a conversation with anybody i hated it actually you did i was yeah i'm actually really closet super super shy really it was really really hard for me to do Mm -hmm. but i i go home and I have two little kids and a wonderful husband, and I'm like, failure is not an option. I have to do this. I have to make this work. And my goal, literally, you're going to laugh. My goal was to make $1,500 a month. Back then? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money that was back then for what minimum, cost of living is now. Wage. It was minimum wage. Okay. I mean, you have to start somewhere. Yep. That's a great goal to have. And um, it ended up making, like, my first month, you know, that a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going, oh, well, this is maybe more fun than I thought to call people. (laughs) (laughs) How often did your husband remind you that he was right, that you would be good at this? All the time. All the time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Until he started saying, hey, do you have another closing? Do you have another closing? <laughs> When's the next one coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you started that company. What happened after that? Did, were you there for a while? Did you did you venture out to somewhere else? I was there for a couple of years. And I probably would be that person that just kind of stayed at the same place because everything was going really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but and two years into it, I, it hit me that um, I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to run a company. Yeah. I didn't know how to um, run a database. I didn't, except for it's in my head. Oh, I should probably call so and so. That's not a really good system long term. The best system, clearly. No, it's really yeah. bad. Um, I didn't know how to thank people properly for working with me either. So I like there were so many things I just did not know how to do. 
and another uh, company came on the scene that spoke to me about a lot of training, that they offered a lot of training, um, you know, training uh, opportunities. I just was blown away by it. And I'm like, gosh, I need to do that. I need to get more educated on how to run a company. And um, that's from running your finances to running your database to just your calendar. Guys, calendaring is huge, right? Now in my life is, okay, it's not in the calendar. I probably won't remember. <laughs> if it's not in the calendar for two hours after I get it, I don't remember it. No. It's just no, I live no. and die by that calendar. You have to, yeah. um, to stay organized. And so really running it like a corporation because I knew the direction I wanted my business to go in. And I knew um, what broker in town's business share I wanted to steal. It's <laughs> a great way of putting it. <laughs> and I, so I thought I, I need the people who want, are going to hire me have got to feel a level of professionalism. They have got to um, know that I'm running a, a true corporation and that they're going to be um, – I'm going to be running, selling their house or helping them buy a house that way, that it is a good professional experience. And then they get my quirky personality and we have a blast anyway. So <laughs> It's just an added bonus on top. Right. Yeah. Um, what were some of those early mistakes? Because I, I, I have a list of those oh early mistakes. Um, but is there a couple that stand out to you that you look back and say, I'm almost glad I made this mistake? Um, because it's, it's helped shape the way I run yeah. things and, and how I operate now. I would say how I overcame that big mistake is going to tell you what the mistake was. Okay. Um, about year three and four, five, I started calling people that I had done business with and telling them, hi, it's Heather DeFord. I'm sure you don't remember me because you never heard from me again. But how are you? Yeah. Sorry I suck, but <laughs> I really have thought about you. And how are you? What's going on? How's the house? Um, um, eventually, that did turn into the next conversation being, um, and this was, I actually took a Ninja installation way back, okay. way, way back. And um, that really opened my eyes to how to treat people, you know, that work with you. Mm -hmm. And not that I, my heart wasn't in it when I worked with them the first time, but I sure did suck afterwards because they never heard know. from me. You just didn't know it. I didn't well. know. Yeah. Oh, they just called me, right? Yeah. That's the way it works, clearly. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> to, to, to learn by that mistake was that if they're not hearing from me, they're hearing from somebody else. And so that's why I always tell everybody, everybody does want to hear from you. And if they don't, they're hearing from me. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Um, I learned a similar lesson actually very quickly because uh, I haven't had the opportunity to do a Ninja installation yet. Um, but when I came on board with Lee in 2019, he'd already done a Ninja installation. So we kind of went through as much as we could. Now, there's nothing like doing one yourself. Right. And so there's one in uh, in Atlanta late this year that I want to go out to that one. So good. Um, but everybody's been saying it. Even at G&E, there's you know, the Ninja-specific event at mm -hmm. G&E as well. And I've chatted to so many brokers. Don't in the you last love things. working with ninja brokers? Oh, it's the best. They are. They're it's, awesome. It's the best. It yeah. really is the best. Even just the conversations with the ninja brokers. 
um, I had knee surgery end of January. My first six weeks was either physical therapy or yeah. calling a Sotheby's agent somewhere else in the country. And most of the time, they were ninjas. Yeah. And those conversations were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, and you learned so much. You learned so much. Yeah. So stuff I've taken away from that. Yeah. And what's really funny is um, I'm on two different Zoom calls now, like nationwide Sotheby's Zoom calls. And one's like the first month or first Tuesday of the month. The other one's the third Monday of the month. And I took something from one of the Zoom calls in February and I implemented it and I saw a result from it straight away. And then I took it back to the other Zoom call. Nice. And then someone said to me this last week, hey, I did that and I saw a result from that straight away. Nice. It's so funny yeah. how quickly some of that stuff uh, kind of knocks on. But you're right. So they're, they're the best people to, to talk to about business yeah. practices yeah. as well. They really are. Um, Okay, rest of the journey. Where well, did we get to? So we went to this the the training. We did. And went through corporation. Yep. And then um, you learned that you had to actually call people after you closed the transaction right, with them. Right. Um, goal setting. Mm-hmm. So I certainly didn't know how to do that, do that either. And I and I I've really made a goal for myself that every year should be better than the last. And um. And it's so, but if you don't have goals, you just kind of, you know, flittering around the wind. And Was it a case whatever. that you didn't know how to goal set or you didn't know how to goal set effectively? Because I know in the past, I used to be very much be like, oh, yeah, I want to do this, this, this. I guess fine. But there, there's nothing, no yeah. structure to that that said I'm building towards right. it. Well, once I, once you learn the equation, so it is math first. From, to me, that's how my brain works. It's math first. It's how many people, what's the, what the percentages of that turning into something and then something and something, right? And then to, to actual um, closings. Um, I do mine a little bit differently. I'm, I'm more um, focused on if if the income goal is there, it, it's not necessarily about how many units to me. Um, but there are lots of different ways to do it that, that can fit with you know, your own business type model and, um, but learning, you know, learning how to do that. And that goes in your calendar too. Everything's in the calendar. <laughs> it does go in the calendar too. Um, you know, reevaluating each month, you know, how are we looking so far? Um, what do we need to do different, more and, and better at, etc. or if leveraging, Leveraging some of the things, so really learning to leverage some of the things that you're really not great at. And That's key. It's, it is key. I just did a big deep dive right after my knee surgery yeah. of, okay, yeah. That, that's, I need to really be very honest here yeah. about some of the stuff I'm not good at. Yeah. I need to learn to do it better yeah. or delegate it in some way, shape, or form to someone else. Right. That's actually something I love about joining with Sotheby's and joining this, this, uh, this group, shall we say, is you have what you people. have at your disposal mm-hmm. is yeah. unbelievable. It absolutely is. And um, all of the support, um, you, you either have admin and you have assistant or admin help or you are your admin help. Yeah. And, and is that the best use of your time? You know, and so I always thought, what's the best use of my time? Um, you know, my personality uh, traits are not in the admin 
section at all. <laughs> no, there's a reason you do this job. You right. want to be out talking to people yeah. and getting to know them and their story and, yeah. and their journey in the house and, yep. and seeing how you can help them achieve their real estate goals. Appointment and, to appointment. And, yeah. um, and then um, I, I, the other thing I also think of is I do not ever call anyone because I'm asking them for any business. I used to. That's how I started out. That was a great way to do it then at that time. Um, right now, how um, I'm ratcheting up my own growth is that I don't care um, if they buy or sell a house with me right now at all whatsoever. How are you? What's going on? Call me if I care if you just all you needed to know is who my dry cleaner is. Great. You know, it's, um, you know. Let's continue to be friends. We've got we just went on this fantastic adventure together, yeah. and um, and so that's how I love and on my database also is just keep in touch with just them as, as people. Let me know if you see this differently, but um, I have definitely felt in the last couple of years. Um, I don't want to say there's a mark against our profession in some way, shape, or form, but there is there there is a little bit, and mm-hmm. we are so much more than helping someone buy a house. Like you just said, we're so much more than that. We have so many tools at our disposal. Yeah. Dry cleaner, you need a contractor for something, you need someone to help out with landscape, whatever it is. Even if it's just knowing, I just had a client reach out to me who moved to the area, helped him uh, towards the end of last summer. His mother-in-law was coming to town. He's mm-hmm. like, outside of the waterfront, what, what, what do I do? We had a great chat about that. You know, Do this, do this, what type of person is she? And yeah. you know, help plan their trip into town. And um, my physical therapist, I, l- I love him. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. But he, he always says, used car salesman, real estate broker, <laughs> right there. Um, now, he knows it's, he's playing most of the time. But I think that opinion, because there are some people in the last couple of years who saw the profession of, right. you can make a ton of money doing this very quickly. And I think we're seeing some of them disappear, which is great because they don't want to do the work now that the market no. shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you felt that? Do you kind of see it that way too? And do you? It's one of the reasons I really wanted Sotheby's to come here to this market area. Mm-hmm. Um, was I had clients my own sphere and not hire me because I was associated with this other company, and that the reputation had been growing that it was dial for dollars. It's a great way of putting it, dollar for dollars. And I'm not going to do that. No. No, not at all. No. Um, I, I, we, you and I, when we go out there and we meet with clients, we represent the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I feel about That's how I want everybody in our offices to feel. It's our responsibility to go out there and represent the best of yeah. the best. So I know that most of your listings are they're more luxury higher end those kind of things as well yeah um i know there have also been others that aren't and i'm sure there have been buyers that aren't as well yep um it's been funny how many times someone's asked me this question uh, i had an open house at one of our listings and it was yeah. 400 and uh she goes how can you even sell this you work for sotheby's then you just sound like really nice like two million dollar stuff no because nope, the, the great thing is we service everyone because the luxury part is the service. It's not the it's price point. Yeah. And I had a Zoom call this morning with a broker in Philadelphia 
and their market is a lot of the stuff that she's looking at is three to five hundred, and she gets that question a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, do you face that sometimes outside of some of that luxury stuff, or have you faced it in the I past? Do. I actually, I actually do, um, and still. I mean, even just as recently as last month, a buyer saying, I know it's not your usual bracket. Do you even have time for us? And, you know, the answer is yes, of course. I I want to work with you. I'd be excited to work with you. And, and, you know, there are some really great opportunities in this this bracket right here. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how how are we going to get you one of those. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love it. I mean, it's not the price point. It's, it is about the experience. I want them to have the very best real estate experience that possible so that they can tell any friend in any price bracket, dude, you're ridiculous if you don't hire this gal. Yeah. Because she's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I want key. them to have. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, something that I have that has been a topic in my Zoom calls recently mm-hmm. has been work-life balance. And I am very lucky at the moment where I can be selfish in my career. I don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. You know, be down the line. You started this journey with kids. Yeah. Um, how do you keep a work-life balance with how much has been going on in the last couple of years? Has it been a challenge or have you got some structures in place that really help you help you deal with that? Structures in place. Mm-hmm. The calendar for one. Um, my kids did go on many car trips. <laughs> Lee, Lee takes one of his kids all the time to showing. All, all the, time. the time. He takes all kids the time. to showings. Um, they filled every flyer box that, that was needed or did lock boxes with me. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's funny is they knew the phone rang to get quiet. Okay, that's good. Right. Can they teach um, my puppy that? She doesn't understand. Right. <laughs> my puppy either. If I'm on the phone, she starts squeaking or squeaky. So, um, you know, they they growing up in, in it. So two boys, empty nester now. So my my kids are 25 and 29. Mm-hmm. Um, they they grew up watching mom do this business, and because they were watching, I wanted them to see a mom that would did it the best and 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 really thrived in it that it wasn't I, I did, wasn't a part-time thing for me that I really wanted to dive in and have this be a full-time career once I really discovered how much I was super loved it and um, and they got to see that and now they're both in some facet of real estate um, what do they do uh, my youngest Cooper he's 25 he um, for the past five years been a general contractor remodeler um, very successful, thriving business of his own. Um, around here or elsewhere? Around here, yeah, Southwest Washington. The guy's number. Yeah, I need a contractor. Yeah. Call me residential, yeah. Well, I, I I'll share that. it with you. <laughs> and and uh, Colton, my oldest, 29, is a land use planner for um, Rachi Inc. locally, and they do um, ground construction. They really did stay within the industry. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that tells me, I guess mom didn't suck too bad. <laughs> I don't think anyone would say that. That's great because obviously that's that's a huge reflection yeah. of um, if, you know what you've, what you've shown them over a period of time. It is very easy to um, overwork. 
yeah. and not spend enough time. Um, other structures in place, my husband and I still to this day go on a date every Friday night. And, um, you know, poor guy, 35 years of knowing me. Um, <laughs> Where's your go-to date spot around here? Do you have one? Or do you like to change it up all the time? We like to change it up. Yeah. 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 Last weekend we we did a, um, went to some dive bars and it was, we had a blast. Oh, that's a great time. But now the guys come, now our boys come with us and we have a fun, we call it Family <laughs> Friday now because they're fun to go on dates with too. <laughs> that's amazing. Yep. Um, but you know, hey, in this business, you are going to work some week. You're going to work weekends. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, it, so it hit me. Gosh, I really love taking a Thursday off. You know, it, it's just quieter. You can get into everything. Everything's open. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone can bug yeah. you on coming on a podcast in the middle of the week. So that works too. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so did you used to set? So I was chatting to someone yesterday, and he was saying, "I don't do anything after six p.m." Work-wise. And I was kind of sitting there thinking, I personally don't know if I could do that. I'm more of a, I like to have a bit of a morning to myself. I'd rather work evenings and give up evening time. And again, I'm selfish right now. So when my knee's better, I'll be back on the golf course. And I don't mind a midweek morning doing that instead. Um, But did you set those kind of boundaries as well at home? I do not. No? No. Um, I, I really do cater my schedule around what client needs are at that time. Some people um, after work is all they have available. And so I want to do that. Um, I would, yes, for me, I'd rather have um, a morning, Mm -hmm. morning time to get in, you know, the exercise and, you know, personal time and walk the dog and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then take all afternoon. I love my 8.30 like poppy walks in the morning. Yep. I love best it. Best 45 minutes to an hour to just and it clears your brain. be outside. You're just ready for the yeah. day. Decompress. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, a client called me in the middle of it. I was like, oh, damn. Got to take it sometimes. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. You know, but, you know, I, I'm also never shy if someone calls me after hours to just have them hear me being in my life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a TV in the background or a loud restaurant or out on the trail or, you know, running or walking yeah. or whatever. And that, thank you for your call. I'm, I'm answering. I do want to talk to you, but I, I have a life. Yeah. I think it's really important for people to see us yeah. in not just our capacity of we are a professional doing this. Yes. Yeah. But I think them seeing us in our life outside of it kind of helps enable that relationship post transaction as Absolutely. well. Um, and the more you show them that, you know, even if they call them out of time, they're actually really polite. Oh, I'm interrupting your family time. I'm sorry. They're like, well, it's okay. I answered. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but then they're, you know, the next time I found that they'll text and say, hey, can are you available in the morning to chat during business hours? You know, a lot of times they just kind of morph into being the client that you really love working with. And But then there are others, you know, we're all going to have them that have no boundaries. And so in those times, guys, if you have a client that has no boundaries, just don't answer the phone. All of their 10 questions are going to build up and you can answer them all at the end. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I have one of those right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I actually, I I like him. um, But it's, it's interesting to, to hear them from their side of it sometimes too, when I don't think they realize 
you don't have one or two or three clients on your plate. Right. It's a lot more than that. It's a lot of moving parts all the time. And it might be you have a week of a seller who's not going on the market for three months, but you're doing prep work with them right now. It's kind of manic. Um, I I had a client like that recently. We closed on their home and they're, you know, seeing my social media and they're seeing a whole bunch of closings all around the same time. She goes, I had no idea you were working with that many people at once. And I'm like, yep. That's said, the point. That's the point. Yeah. And we wanted you to feel special. We want you to feel special. We do. Yeah. Um, all right. What are some of these, some of your favorite stories from your time in, in the business? Oh, I think one of these days someone should put together like a realtor's bloopers book of some <laughs> sort. Gosh, if we go back and video some of these, I mean, all the way from, gosh, I'm new in the business. I'm new. How do I even show a property to a buyer? And I go into a house that I had made an appointment for. We're in lock. We're walking all around the house and seeing everything. And then one of the bedroom doors is shut. And so I open it and there's a guy, spread eagle, tidy whities and a CPAP on. <laughs> snoring away i backed out closed that door really quick look at my client and we all hightailed it out the front door (laughs) it's like i'll never forget that oh my word there's crazy things that happen um there's stuff all the time i remember the first time uh so before i came over lee was trying to test me to see if i was any good or not Mm -hmm. yeah and um, he sent me to, and bear in mind, the only houses I had walked in were the six floor plans that the builder had. I'd never walked in any other house. And um, so he said, oh, I've got these clients. Can you show these two properties for me? Um, I'm stuck kind of thing. Right. I knew straight away it was a setup. In that. So you just <laughs> knew it right away. But yeah, absolutely. So he sent me these two properties, 1.2 and 1.4 million in canvas. And I am daunted just looking at them on my phone let alone seeing them in person <laughs> so yeah yeah sure and I'm, I'm going out there i have no idea what to do you name it i walk in the house is incredible just beautiful hardwood floors everywhere they're just the best of the best they're upstairs and i think they're in one of the bedrooms and i hear the door open and it's the listing agent and it is a very very big listing agent in the area. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm thinking, oh, I should, go, I should go say hi. So I start walking down the stairs and I get to the bottom step and I'm wearing socks and it's very shiny, slippery hardwood floor. <laughs> and my foot went straight up in the air and I went bump, 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 yeah. bump, down five stairs and I'm sat on my ass on the floor. Hi, hey, how you doing? How's it going? <laughs> it's yeah. my first day. Sorry about that. I've never, never forgotten that. Every time I've walked into a house now that has hardwood floor stairs, mm-hmm. you better believe I go up and down very slowly. No oh, matter yeah. what. Doesn't matter what. But <laughs> those those kind of things, they stick with you for a long time and you laugh about it pretty quick. Yes. And 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 laugh with the client about the those things too. So funny. That's the key. That's the key. Got any more? Any more great stories? I'd love to hear them. Oh, geez. Um... I sent a crew out to do um, landscaping to prep for um, uh, photos, and we get there the following day to do photos, and the yard's not done, but the neighbor's house looks really good. 
I gave the wrong address. It was solely my fault. You gave the wrong address? I did. Oh, how did that conversation go down? Well, we rescheduled the photography. I called them back and I ate it. And then I met the neighbor and they said, we were wondering what was going on. They didn't think to go out no. and ask. They just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing there was no HOA front yard landscaping in no. that neighborhood. No. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. That's that was good stuff. That was the good stuff right there. <laughs> Show up in the neighbor's house. Like, oh, that was really nice. <laughs> if they want to sell. <laughs> I love it. I know. Um, so we got G&E coming up. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about that? Oh, just the connections. Yeah. The, um, the people watching and all the different walks of life of conversations. Um, you really do get to meet people from all over this whole globe um, with one thing in common. And they're there to meet you. Yeah. And they're there to meet people. And um, it's just really great energy. And it really do feel like you're – I mean, I go there and I'm like – these guys are a really big deal and I'm a nobody. Hi, you know, <laughs> but uh, so you have to tell yourself, don't be intimidated. Yeah. There's, there's some, you know, big, big names. there. really, you know, wow. Presentations and, you know, selling LA and selling New York and whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, some big things. And, um, how many, I, how many have you been to? Four. Four. Okay. Which one was your favorite? Wow. The first one, the first one we ever had in Vegas was really, was really fantastic. Really, really fantastic. I was blown away, um, blown away by the wind and just the, the beauty uh, in there and how first class every single thing was from, um, so when you, you're going to get like little gifts when you get there and stuff. Um, so when you're, I mean, We've gotten things from Tiffany's and Coach and um, Hermes one year. Um, or Hermes. I, I okay, have no, no idea how to say um, that anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like really cool, you know, top brand items, things like that. So that's, I mean, right out of the shoots, you're signing in and you're getting your lanyard and all that. And, and, and you're like, wow. But then the meals, I mean, just, just buckle down and go to everything. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some of the other other um, companies, you get to meet other people and check in on them. Like maybe they have a party or something like that. And Have it, you signed up for any events outside of um, the Tuesday, Wednesday stuff that's going on? Um, the only one I have set up that's different than maybe anybody else is that all the people I've done referrals with. Um, over all these years that we've back and forth done referrals or whatever, um, we're all going to get together. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'll be a good one. It will be good. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of business, those referrals over that period it of time. It is a lot of in business. In that group. There's going to be a lot of transactions in that room. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. And um, that's one of the other things that, along the journey of real estate um, is learning how to grow just your referral network mm-hmm. you know Sotheby's is very loyal to Sotheby's as far as referrals so yeah. you know we have offices in every every state right everywhere everywhere you can, you can think of um and it just it's absolutely fantastic just to plug into that um for you know it's actually extra, extra income right yeah that's been something that we we've talked about 
quite a lot since the merger last year because obviously for mm-hmm. us coming over, yeah. it's a whole different ball game in, yeah. in terms of that network. Yeah. And um, that's one of the best things that came out of my surgery is the amount of people I had the time to call and speak yeah. to. Um, so, I mean, if I could have timed it, then that would be great. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of those people yeah. for the first time because a lot of them have, have been with the company for a while. A lot of them know each other already, have met a few times before. Yep. That kind of thing. I did. Uh, was talking to someone this, yesterday, and they said they loved the the Vancouver journey in Canada. Love that one too. Yeah, that was the, that's the other one I would say. Yeah. Yeah, they said it very glitzy as well, and just fantastic. Great time. Yeah. I've only been in Vancouver once. I should probably go back up. It's there really then. beautiful. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful, and everything's so pristine there. Yeah. Um, so I super appreciate that too. I remember um, driving through the city first time and thinking, wow, this is a beautiful city. Yeah. It's so nice to be here. I was there for one night, but it was great. Yeah. So that was a great place to do, to do some of the extra excursion things um, because of, of all that nature. So, yeah. All so we had all. a lot of fun excursion. I mean, it's options. just like here, just up there and a little yep. bit bigger. Yeah. 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 That it's makes good. sense. When do you, uh, when do you fly into Journey? I'm going to go on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really early and spend the whole day. Yeah. There is there is a lot of events. There are yeah. a lot of events on the Sunday. I'm yeah. currently booked from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Good. that day, and I'm slightly regretting my decision for a few of them. Where I'm just thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do with my. I'm going to stay awake. There's, a, there's, there's a, a healthy crowd of us that are going to uh, to get a little pool time. That's that's a good way to do it. On Sunday, too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it. You know, some of the best referrals I've gotten are, are some of the people I've sat around at the pool. Mm. There, yeah. I was hoping to. Um, get some great referrals out of uh, some golf guys as well. Yeah, but, uh, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bri- so one of the guys, for eighteen uh, months from now, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Brian Coffee, I think his name is. He set up yeah. um, the coffee cup, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm dying to go do this. This sounds amazing, <laughs> and I'm so gutted I can't. But uh, yes, it just gives me time for the next one. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's great. What are you? I mean, should we? We'll close up here with. What are you telling people going forward this year? For you know, clients, people who are I've got a lot of people who are just trying to have an initial conversation, you know, and they're trying to say, Hey, what do you see this year? No one knows really what's coming per se. You can have a general idea of what you think is gonna happen. Um, but what are you telling some of those potential clients or even current clients going going ahead into the rest of twenty twenty three? I'm thinking that just because of a severe lack of inventory if you're thinking about selling, I'd jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, not seen um, any big ratchet down on any valuations. I think they just kind of um, level, they've leveled off, and the data I think proves that um, that they've just kind of leveled off, and that's a really good, healthy place to be. Um, so please, please list because we have so we have buyers out there that are just waiting and waiting um, have, for something to buy. 10. I have 10 buyers yes. and none of them can find a single thing they're looking for. You know, last year, how many of them I ended up helping get into rentals because we couldn't find anything? Do um, you think they're going to come up this year? Do you think um, there's going to be, Lee and I talk about this actually, and we were talking about rentals. And we, we think there's going to be a little wave of, of homes coming up, you know, that people got into in the summer last year when the market shifted and, um, you know, rates went up and people said, I'll yeah. just rent for a year. You think they're going to come have a little wave, something like that? I think they already are. Yeah, I think they, I think they already are. I think they're already getting ready. They're really wanting to jump in. 
right now, the spring and the summer, I think, guys, this is our time to just put the work in, put the work in. And then when the rains come back again this next fall and winter, go, then go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, then go on vacation. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I would say yeah, just get in front of many, as many people right now as, as possible. And same, so if I tell a seller, let's get your house in front of as many people as possible. Let's see if, if, if this is going to, if this is your time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our in, our, our in, inner office, um, exclusives is a really nice way for the on the fence sellers also to see if the market is ready for their home, their product, their price, their condition, and get some feedback, um, also. So that's, that's actually been leveraging that a bit, um, as far as getting some people into some properties that are not, not listed, mm-hmm. you know, the sellers are afraid of, well, I'm not going to get my number. I'm not going to sell or whatever, but like, but they are, they're getting their number. Okay. If it's done right, they're getting the number. Yeah. There's no hesitation at this no, point. If it's done right and it's a desirable home, yeah. it, you're getting your number. Yeah, you definitely yeah. are. So I would say buyers, don't worry about the interest rates. If you can afford a house, buy the house. Mm-hmm. Right. You're qualified. That's your number. That's your monthly payment. That's the area you like. You want to be in. You like that house. You can see yourself pulling into that driveway or or that complex or whatever every day and you'd be super happy with it. Just do it. Um, And investors, I think we still have investors still out there right now, too, because um, investment property cap rates are really phenomenal, too. So if anybody likes working with investors, I've had a my unfair share of those. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, What are you excited about for the year ahead? Anything that you're looking at and thinking, I can't wait for this, or I'm looking forward to this? Golf. Golf? I work really hard so I can play. I didn't see, I didn't know you play. Yeah. Where do you play? Everywhere, anywhere. Everywhere and anywhere? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, where's your... your I'm not any good, I'm not any good, but I can keep up. You like to play, that's the main thing. Yeah, I love to play. Yeah. Where do you you like to play? Where's your favorite couple of places? Well, I live on Kenneth Meadows Golf Course. Mm -hmm. So I tend to easy. go there a lot. Yeah. 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 Easy. We'll have to get out for a round. Or if anybody invites me to something else. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get out for a round uh, later this year because I am always looking for. So I play before my knee injury. I play every Thursday, but the group of guys I play with, we're all fairly serious players, but they all live in Oregon. So we go to OGA. Langdon. Can we do the non-serious people? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. I would love that, that too. I'd love that too. Um, I was actually just talking the other day to um, the woman who runs the front office at my dentist. Mm-hmm. Um, thank- I had a dentist appointment the other day and thankfully, I don't know if anyone knows this right now, but dentists are booked like four months out. Oh, it's, it's kind nice. of ridiculous. But I'm buying a house at the moment too. And I was like, great, that's amazing. Um, But to get my home inspection in, I had to move my dentist appointment. And they had a cancellation same day, which was incredible. But I turned up and I started telling her. turns out I'm going to be neighbors with her. But also she plays golf. Cool. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is the best thing ever. Because I just want to meet people on this side who want to play golf for fun too. Yeah, good. We'll have to get out and play sometime. We will. Yeah. Um, Well, I hope you have a great 2023. And... Uh, I think we will. I think we'll have a great one. <laughs> um, I'll see you at G&E as well. I'll see you at G&E. Yeah. All Thanks, right. Harvey. Take care.